It's Monday morning, it's 9.30, and it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined from afar by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. I got my pledge drive on. (laughs) (laughs) It goes with everything. (laughs) It does. Uh, We need to say welcome to uh, Food Talk, and we also need to say welcome to Spring Pledge Drive. That's what's happening on KMUN. It's very exciting. Yeah. And it also keeps us on the air. Woohoo! Yay! That and and there are so many uh, really excellent reasons besides food talk for keeping us on the air. <laughs> I know it's so funny because when I think about KMUN, I mean I am very thankful for KMUN. I, I it, uh, it was so important to me when I first moved here, you know, a couple decades ago. But um, but I just love it. But then I think of the reasons I love it. And it's mostly, I mean, I just, I I love the news, but I love the music, just how I can play so much different music, you know, from KMUN. And it just, it makes your house feel like a home, you know, and it has nothing to do with food talk. (laughs) 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 With rambling and giggling, it's it's just, uh, yeah. just, just how lovely it is. You and know? So we great. can uh, we can be blithe about food talk because it's not like we actually listen to it. We just no. <laughs> we just get together and visit for a half hour every couple of weeks yeah. and uh, call it good. So yeah, we're spared that. <laughs> <laughs> so grateful. Uh, um, you know. In addition to uh, spring membership drive on KMUN, it is also getting to be. Um, garden season in terms of a whole new season worth of produce and goodies available and it is um, CSA sign up season I noticed that a lot of our local farmers are uh, putting out sign up sheets for their uh, their um, is it yeah is it customer supported it's community supported agriculture that's what CSA stands for Um, so that you sign up to get a box of uh bounty every week um, and and those signups are happening now and and they've gotten so popular over the years that um, if you see a notice about that or if you know of a farm or if you usually get one you probably ought to jump on it right now press the button yes press the button <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just reminding everybody it's CSA sign up time. And if you've yeah. got, if you do it every year or you've done it before, you're probably on a farmer's mailing list, but just uh, protect yourselves by uh, doing a little research and getting signed up. If that's something you'd like to do, it's pretty, yeah. uh, it's pretty fun. It's like getting a present every week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a gift box. Yeah. So it does feel like a present. Ooh, I'm opening it. I know. Speaking of <laughs> presents, I got to say really quick uh, in our, uh, in support of our tradition of hardly ever talking about actually cooking <laughs> on the food talk, <laughs> I, I got to say, um, I, Tom and I have a new puppy, and um, oh. we're so excited about that, and it's so much fun, and it's an excellent distraction, and um, and it's a daily inspirational example of joie de vie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, a reminder to me that self-consciousness, being conscious of yourself, is highly overrated. <laughs> Puppies just aren't. <laughs> They're really good examples of that. But I do want to say uh, thank you so much because uh, you sent the puppy a gift box, a bark box. 
Well, it's because you named him Linda. <laughs> oh, I forgot that. <laughs> no, we I'm just kidding. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> anyway, he's so happy, and the, I mean, he's a very he's a big uh, toy junkie. So he was so happy with the box of toys. But oh. but one of the things I really loved was one of the toys is a padded like a stuffed little. Ba- bag that closes at the top with some velcro and and it is says on the outside chips and on the oh, inside yes. there are two stuffed uh little stuffed around flat things that are the chips <laughs> <laughs> so he think- has food toys <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. well um the that's like a, a monthly subscription service and then they send like dog toys and dog treats but it's been around so many years that i mean seriously they're running out of ideas like <laughs> recently a month was the the toys were all around the theme of radioactive squirrels oh my God. <laughs> i'm not making that up and then there was another one where there were squirrels from outer space i mean they really they have just run out of ideas <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they're having drunken staff meetings, yes, actually. I know. <laughs> I always wonder who invented the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it's the same people doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, uh, he really is uh, totally enjoying any And he favors the chips over the bag. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much on behalf of him. Yeah. And congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thanks. It's so, it's so amazing. Uh, it's so amazing. We have had old dogs, uh, rescue dogs, for twenty years. So, yeah. Uh, and and that is a very, very, very rewarding and also very heartbreaking because no dog lasts long enough. And when you adopt a ten-year-old dog, you know you're doomed, yeah. Yeah. doomed yeah. to be crying at the vets uh, pretty often. Yeah. So, uh, we did the math, and Tom and I decided that between the two of us, the odds are pretty good that one of us could last as long as a. P- as a dog if we got a puppy. <laughs> so uh, we have a puppy and it's a very, uh, it's better than two TVs, I got to say. Aww. So so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Hey, I want to know what you think about unsalted butter. Do you use it? You bake a lot. Do you buy unsalted butter? Yeah, I do. Butter? And I don't. And I don't because um, uh, I know that you're supposed to. And I just don't. Yeah. I think salted butter lasts so much longer. And I can get butter when it's, butter fluctuates so much in price. I mean, in the time I've lived here, um, can I say how much butter has changed? Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's there's some prices we can't talk about on community radio. That's why I was asking. But But we're not talking about a specific um, uh, Yeah, go buy this or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same store, uh, a four-pound brick of salted butter has been between $4.99 and $12.99 in the time that I've lived here. I mean, it just fluctuates so greatly in price yeah. so when it's down you know low i'll buy a bunch and i'll freeze it and salted butter just keeps so much better than unsalted butter i mean it's it's a factor of many times before wow. it, it spoils and goes rancid and so um also i mean i i'm always going to add salt if i use unsalted butter so i there's just not an advantage to me yeah, and no, I, I don't think that I, I there is either I everybody really says you control the salt that you put in there but um, never have I kicked well, myself and said, oh, I should have used unsalted. Never have I. And the other thing is you control it one way or another. I mean, you either control yeah. it by adding salt to your unsalted thing or you 
uh, you control it by cutting back on the added salt in whatever you're making yeah. with salted butter. Yeah. It it doesn't exactly. it flies in the face of logic to say that you yeah. can only control it by using unsalted butter. So I never yeah. I don't buy it either, and I just wondered about it because I don't yeah. do a ton of baking. I do some, but you, if you don't care, you were, you're baking every week, massive amounts yeah. of stuff. So yeah. And I've, I've never had any kind of even micro disaster. So. That that's oh, I, oh, speaking. Yes. Speaking of disasters. <laughs> oh gosh. Let's. Oh, let's. Oh my gosh. So, and speaking of baking, I was uh, making scones the other day. So, um, when I make scones, I find that they turn out better if everything is cold. So what I'll do is I'll put all the dry ingredients together and I rub the butter in, you know, and then I put that in the fridge and like I use these old, you know, cottage cheese containers. They're just exactly the right size. I put it in the fridge. So um, I was listening to the, you know, the Great British Baking Show. They've got a like a master class thing that they do on, on TV. Yes. So it's just where Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry um, just talked about the recipes they they make the the challenge recipes how they would make them and I always learn something on that show so as an aside Mary Berry just said that scones seem to turn out better when the batter was wetter that's a hard oh (laughs) it sounds um, like a tongue twister (laughs) yeah and that's counterintuitive to me because I thought when it was wetter that they would spread and not be you know have all the little crunchy little places you know right right I thought that it it would spread into just a round blob and so I thought okay I'll try it so I was making some scones and I was making two batches and I had um one batch of dough going and I had the dry stuff for the other one and um rather than stick it in a Tupperware I just stuck it in a bowl in the fridge and I'm making the first one and um or, or making the dough and then I went to make the dough for the second one and I opened the fridge and I just I dumped that that bowl of I call it dry dough but it's it's like four or five cups of flour and everything else and all the butter upside down on the ground oh my god (laughs) so it was just it was so awful and I had the other dough made and I had to make those into scones and get them in the oven and so I'm like Dale help Dale and so um he came and um he started like scraping it up you know yeah like he was being real gingerly and careful and like scraping it into a perfect pile and I realized that um do you remember a couple months ago when I just quit drinking coffee I was making tuna salad and yes. I dumped it on the ground yes. and I scraped it up and I, I asked him if he had any problem eating it and he's like no I think that'd be okay but like his you know eyes were saying please don't kill me in my sleep you know <laughs> well it, it occurred to me that that's what was going on that he was scraping it together so careful because he thought he had to save it you know yeah and so so I'm like no honey no we don't have to save this this is this is no good no yay so he he went he went and got the vacuum and then um what happened next is probably the biggest challenge we've had to our marriage so far Oh, and and I know and 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 we've been I mean we've been through some stuff we lost everything you know that in the storm of 2007 and and we've lost a grandchild and and I don't mean that we forgot that we had her with us and we left her on the bus and then we had to go like wrestle her away from child protective services you know later that day I mean we lost her in the worst possible way and and we've had everything in our house um, that was plugged in explode when a giant power surge raged through and I mean everything blew up from like you know the very important furnace to the alarm clock to the nightlight um and 
And I'm only telling you this so, so you know that when I say that this was the biggest test of our marriage so far, you'll know what I'm like measuring it against. <laughs> oh, so anyway, I had my back to Dale because I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was forming um, the, the jam scones that I was making. And I heard the vacuum start up and then I heard it stop right away. And then he really quietly said, well, as luck would have it. <laughs> and I turn around and he had the canister vacuum and it was set to blow instead of suck. Oh. oh my God. And I mean, I know when you use the word carnage, there's usually blood involved. There was no blood, but it was carnage. I mean, it was just carnage. I can't, I can't think of a better word. Oh and, 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 and the thing, the reason it was such such a test to the marriages because I mean certainly all the the dry dough on the floor was my fault but so was the vacuum cleaner because I play this this game with the dogs that's called beware the unpredictable vacuum (laughs) (laughs) and I love that game and it's a pretty one-sided game (laughs) oh it was so sad oh his poor face I mean his poor face because he knew that I hadn't had coffee in at least a month. (laughs) He's already on tenterhooks. (laughs) And the kitchen was destroyed. Oh, poor Dale. Oh my God. So really everywhere, huh? I mean, like, because he had it scraped into an almost perfect pile because he thought we had to save it and then he hit it with the vacuum. Oh, Oh, so that's how things have been going over here. Wow. Wow. I'm so, uh, I I am guilty of loving your uh, coffee stories because they just keep getting better. Oh, 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 what's next? Driving in the wrong lane? I mean, you really. Can we uh, can we get a doctor to say you need caffeine? You must have caffeine. I know. I'll just like stop for a different doctor than the one that said to quit it. (laughs) That'll be my solution. (laughs) Doctor shopping. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I want to take a quick minute to do a couple of things. Uh, One is to let everybody know that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web, where if you want to find out about our local agriculture scene, you can go to coast uh, northcoastfoodweb.org. And also just a reminder that we are uh, in the process of Pledge Drive. And um, and Linda and I would be so grateful if you would take a sec uh, and go to either uh, uh, kmun.org and hit that donate button or uh, give a call because it is a weekday during business hours, so you are welcome to call and make a pledge over the phone, or uh, you can send a check by mail to P.O. Box 269 Astoria 97103. However you do it, we're really, really grateful, um, and we're really counting on our eight fans to uh, help us out. What the heck, eight? Yeah. Oh, did you not know we made eight? What? Or did you think we had more? I, no, I, seven. Well, uh, actually, I think, and I think I forwarded this to you, or Emma did from uh, uh, KMUN, but we got a little fan letter sent to us via the uh, KMUN website, and it was forwarded to us by uh, uh, the program director, Emma, 
uh, and it was someone claiming to be our eighth fan. Oh. So I'm saying. Well, ha- have they been through the initiation <laughs> that involves the giant spatula? <laughs> You can avoid the uh, initiation by (laughs) donating to the station. (laughs) So perfect. Clegg's driving in the wrong lane. (laughs) Send us money. Just send us money, okay? Just send us some money. Yeah, that's right. We need to support Linda's search for a new doctor. (laughs) I know. All the the really important parts of our radio station keep getting hit by trees. Oh, my gosh. That I know that people must have other people must have suffered hugely, but between the transmitter station up on the mountain and uh, and and you know the the uh, the station itself in on the hill in Astoria is is an old Victorian. It's surrounded by Mm -hmm. trees. Uh, literally less than two weeks before the storm that brought so many limbs down, I went up there to deliver some home recording equipment to one of our mm-hmm. fabulous programmers who's recording from home. And, and and I couldn't drive up the driveway because the arborist was there trimming some trees that line the driveway that impact the driveway. And so oh, that's tr- trees had just been trimmed, but... The trees on uh, the ad- adjacent properties just blew huge limbs down all over the place. So yeah. the uh, parking lot is full of downfall, windfall. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and I know that, that, that a lot of people, you know, had a lot of damage, but that doesn't keep me from whining. We can't catch a break. Send us some money. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> we have to maintain the line for sure. <laughs> well, and then just in this time of COVID, um, um, you know, we've kept this station going. And I don't mean just me and Marianne. There's <laughs> other people too. But no, and I'm kidding. But, but, um, but there have been expenses that there haven't been before. Like all of the home recording equipment yes. that gets passed around to all the programmers. Yes. And, and Marianne, you're such a big part of it. And I would like to thank you because you are the hub. You are the stations all come back to you. And then you, you um, the boards do, and then you sanitize them. And then you send them with sanitizing um, 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 things. Yep. There, that's, We're that's, all that's, being that's real right careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, know yeah. to all the people that need yeah. them. and. And but that's a, a big expense. Um, all, all these these portable boards that people can use at their homes, so that they don't have to come into the station, which is, I would describe it as crammed and not an ideal COVID type space. And and so none of these people have to die because yeah. of volunteering there. Well, and, and for so, uh, um, with with a hundred volunteers many of whom are on the air and and many of whom do other things when we're in the station um, from um, manning the reception area and doing data entry and there's a ton of chores that don't involve actually being on the radio that Mm -hmm. are necessary to make radio but with that many volunteers if we were allowed to go in the station somebody with the Mm -hmm. bug would inevitably Mm -hmm. be in there unintentionally and then we'd be all getting sick so uh, so we're being really careful and a whole bunch of people have home recording equipment or have invested in it because this has gone on so long so the 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 loaner equipment that I'm the librarian of um, involves some few over 20 people but there are lots more 
folks. That's a lot. That's a lot, but there are lots more folks recording at home on by other means um, yeah. and then sending it to the station. And, and the job that the staff at the station is doing to take all of those disparate <laughs> pieces of programming and putting them together mm-hmm. in some meaningful manner on a regular basis is, uh, I, I, you know, it's very yeah. impressive. So thank you, everybody who is uh, donating in support uh, of this spring uh, membership drive, because without you, uh, this crazy system that we've got going uh, to get us through some pretty weird times would not be possible. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Because in the olden days, I mean, when we did the pledge drive, you know, at KMUN, I mean, I was trying to think of a descriptor and I would call it a mosh pit. <laughs> yes. Am I wrong? <laughs> no. Well, we were I mean, seldom just, actually a... injured. I, I got to say that. We no, were no, seldom no. injured. <laughs> no, no I, I didn't say stage diving. I said mosh pit. Okay. I mean, everybody's just so crammed in there because there's so yeah. much to do. And yeah. so we're just trying to do it like we did our, our, our last pledge drive. Um, just yep. over um yep over the over the radio yeah. instead of of there in person and and it worked last time. We're hoping it works this time. Yeah, Woo-hoo! and I'm confident <laughs> that it will. The whole world is uh, has implement implemented Plan B. I mean, yeah, seriously, <laughs> and this is it. So, yeah. uh, thank you so much, all of you who have uh, uh, made your donations, and all of you who are just about to. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Probably we should talk about cooking for a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, well, you know how with the pandemic, I've been getting a lot of groceries delivered and you know how you get weird stuff. You remember yes. Thanksgiving, I ordered five pounds of turkey and I got 51. Woohoo, still eating on it. <laughs> anyway, um, I ordered some cream cheese and instead of getting the little blocks of cream cheese like I normally do, I got the stuff that's whipped in a tub, which I actually don't think I've ever bought. Oh, yeah, and that's so, uh, that's a weird thing. Yeah. And so... um um. Um, I was using it to make cream cheese frosting. And so what it looks like from the ingredients and, and it is just that this is whipped cream cheese and that's what it works at. It's very spreadable. It's not so much like, um, Play-Doh, you know, it's, it's, it's like a um, marshmallow fluff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of, it's, it's just, it's much more spreadable. There's a lot of air whipped into it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so I yeah. made frosting with it and the frosting is so much better. Really? Yes. Now I have a good mixer and I have the good aftermarket beater blade that um, um, has the little light, like windshield wiper rubbery things on the side that yeah. does a lot of scraping. And, and I've made a lot of frosting. I know that frosting is more stable if you use a beater bar and, instead of a whisk. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, um, I've made frosting, yeah. a lot of it. And yeah. so um, I made this frosting and it was cream cheese frosting. And you know how cream cheese frosting, you make it and it's delicious. And then um, after it sits a while, it kind of will crust over. And then also when it's in the fridge, it'll get hard. Yes, you know? yes. Well, this didn't. No, it it never does in the tub. But, no. but what I'm uh, curious about is, is did you have to change the measurements? Because that stuff has so much air in it that you're not really having the same, you know, a tablespoon doesn't. Yeah. Well, does, I, do it, I do it by weight. Oh yeah. And so so I just weighed out eight ounces like I normally do. And and yes, it was a bigger volume. So I didn't do it by cups. And I, I do my frosting by weight because I don't want to measure um um what do you call it, powdered sugar. I just want to weigh the bag and then pour some into the 
into the bowl yeah. and then weigh it again and see if I've got enough in there. And, and um, um, anyway, but, but yeah, it, it, um, it was really creamy. It was really, really good cream cheese frosting. It was way better than the, it was, it was really, really good. Well, you need to thank the, the picker at the uh, yeah. grocery yeah. store for yeah. substituting something wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. I, uh, I vacillate between, yes, substitute for me, and no, don't substitute anything. Yeah, well, I think that this was a mistake because I always do no substitute for me since I got the 51 pounds of turkey instead of the five yeah. pounds. Yeah. I just, you know, I lost a freezer. I just, I can't, I can't have anything like that happen again. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> uh. Hey, I, I found a very cool tip uh, on, I'm going to say New York Times cooking, but uh, I could be okay. wrong. Uh, about the Oregonian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't the Oregonian. I think okay. it was New York Times. But anyway, okay. um, it's uh, for us around here, it's hot cereal season um, more than, I mean, I usually try to cook hot cereal for breakfast once a week, but um, in the winter sometimes okay. more because it's so, okay. you know, um, fortifying. Anyway, uh, I've been using the steel cut oats from Bob's Red Mill more because they won the golden spurtle, you know. (laughs) The golden spurtle. Yeah. They, Bob, Bob won that in Scotland. So for his steel cut oats. So uh, normally I would buy rolled oats, but I wanted to try, you know, the golden spurtle oats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, uh, and they take a long time to cook. I mean, you have to be Mm -hmm. patient, but Mm -hmm. uh, the New York times had this uh, hack that is really very cool where they toast the oats with a little butter in the pan for a while. And then they add a little room temperature water. They add the water, but not cold. And it cuts the, the cook time way down and they come out great. So I bet, I bet it cuts the cook time in, I would say half by toasting those oats first and then adding uh, a Cause normally I would start with, cold tap water and oats, you know, and, and just simmer them for bloody ever. I mean, you could start these things the night before and they'd be ready for breakfast. So, uh, so I like that hack very much. I recommend it. Do you, do I remember right? Do they take like 45 minutes? Uh, they used to take 45 minutes, but these take about 20. Yeah. Because, um, for years now I've, I've bought the, the quick, Oh, you're right, right, right. Just because they take about seven, and I do really like them. But are you saying you take the pan that you would normally boil the oats in, and then you toast in a little bit of butter, you toast them in the bottom? How brown do you get them? Um, I get them pretty toasty. I mean, I guess a golden uh, golden brown. Uh, They don't actually. Oh, I think I would toast them for not a long time, maybe five minutes. Okay. And, okay. and I kind of, you know, I keep an eye on them and keep them moving a little bit. Uh, yeah. But but just that little bit of pre-cook uh, mm-hmm. gets them started. And, and by adding, I've even added like uh, water that's slightly warm when it's time mm-hmm. to add the liquid. Um, it just seems to make them more accepting of the liquid because that's what takes so long is that yeah. they take forever to absorb anything. So, yeah. uh, so I like this idea and it does, it's not as quick as quick oats, but it's half as, yeah. half as, uh, long as regular, huh. um, steel cut oats would take. So do you think they're tastier when you toast them? I 
Oh man, I don't know if that. I think that I, my okay. palate is not sophisticated enough to be. If in a blind <laughs> taste test, I would fail to be able to tell you. Uh, okay. I think that they taste better because I've lovingly, you know, sautéed them in butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would normally put a little pat of butter in on the bowl, you know, in a finished bowl of cereal. I always would. So okay. um, anyway, that's just the thing. I'm just saying. Try try the golden spurtle oats and, and toast <laughs> them first. I just love that golden spurtle. I know it's. Sounds a, like, I'm not even it sure. Sounds like something from Monty Python, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yes. I made some um, apple crisp. Oh, I know. Yeah, which is just a really normal thing to make. I mean, it's such a simple thing and such an ordinary thing. But I had um, too many apples. And um, I usually keep crisp topping in my refrigerator in a Ziploc bag or in the freezer. So just if I have some fruit, I'll we have just, twenty you know, seconds. We have twenty oh, seconds. Anyway, I made it in a ramekin. Um, the stuff I had left over, and I gave it to Dale, and because it was a different shape, he didn't recognize it. And he's like, "What is this delicious magic?" <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Linda I Perkins, him, we but... we have to go. <laughs> okay. Bye.